0: Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today.
1: The Jaguars are a clown show. No, really. The Philadelphia Eagles are a playoff team. Plus, what do the Cleveland Browns do now with Baker Mayfield? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On
2: Today. Searching all major sports.
3: Found.
2: Let's start with the biggest story.
1: There are metaphorical clown shows, and then there are literal clown shows, which is what we might get this weekend in Jacksonville, where fans are planning to protest owner Shad Khan's plan to keep Trent Balkie in the GM spot after firing Urban Meyer. Joining me now from Locked On Jaguars. Tony Wiggins, who luckily for us is a wallflower when it comes to his takes and opinions. And I'm I'm sure he's not going to have anything strong to say about this. Tony, uh, w- what color uh, face paint are you going to wear when you when you go out there and, and do this?
0: None. You know, man, it's not it's not real. It ain't really my style, Peter. You know, and I had several invitations from the powers that be and a lot of people that are real close to making that happen. And I was just like, you know what? That's not my thing. Y'all go ahead and do it. I applaud it. I appreciate it, and I understand it, because it's com- it comes from a place of a uh, sincere desperation for the love of this team. And uh, for me, it's just like it was a little bit. I I don't do a lot of stuff like that. So I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm I'm just teasing on that part of it. I know you're not. I'm not actually going to go out there in in a wig and, and right. some big shoes. But the spirit of this. You came on the, the show a couple weeks ago when we found out that the Jaguars were going to move on from Urban Meyer, but not Trent Baalke and talked about candidates and how this could affect the candidate pool. I mean, this is not a decision where it's just like, we don't like this guy. He's mean. It's no, this could affect the the, the guys that they could bring in. And this is already the guy that was a part of this regime that we have seen fail so ingloriously in Jacksonville already. Why
0: keep him? I'm so glad you brought that up because before it became common knowledge that it was a bad idea to keep him, we talked about it here Yep on, on, on the Locked On Podcast Network. And the other thing is this, these fans, I've told them they've been too impatient. I've told them that they have put up with too much stuff. Through the years, whether it was through Locked On or Terrestrial Radio, I have implored them, don't side with them every time they start beefing with a player like Jalen Ramsey or Yannick Ngakwe because you know what happens? You end up like this and in this situation and now the ownership, they still doing—they still doing things expecting that the fans will still cape for them. Uh-uh. It's not happening. They've had enough because, one, they've looked silly taking up for ownership, and, two, they want to make ownership look silly for them looking silly for taking up with them, thus the clowns. Now, the, the guys that's closest to it, they say that even though they put the little con mustache on the clown, that they're not saying that he's a clown. What they're saying is that he's making clownish decisions. So the only thing I caution with that is you can have a very noble reason for doing things, right? But it's what people perceive you're saying. Right. So you might be trying to say that he's making clownish moves, but this is a visual thing. And the visual thing might say that you're saying that he's a clown and that might come off in a way that it dis- diminishes a little bit your, your message. But no, no matter that, the message needed to be put out.
1: Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, the Philadelphia Eagles are in the playoffs. Yeah, already before week 18 even starts.
2: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Baker Mayfield is going under the knife ASAP to repair a torn labrum that has hampered him since week two. He said, I've continued to lay it out on the line when I haven't been healthy and tried to fight for our guys. As to whether Kevin Stefanski had any regret about not sitting Mayfield down for an extended rest during the season, he had this to say. Throughout this whole thing, we have tried to make the right decision based on all the information available to us. Constant dialogue with our medical staff, with Baker, and throughout have really felt comfortable based on all the information that he was able to play. Mayfield has one year left on his contract. More on that coming up in a little bit. A key Titans defensive player's availability for a playoff run has been thrown into question. Bud Dupree has been issued a citation charging him with misdemeanor assault after an altercation with an employee at a Walgreens in Nashville. According to Metro Nashville Police, the incident took place Sunday night at the Walgreens location at approximately 8 central time after a verbal altercation between the 20-year-old male employee and some individuals who had entered the store. The subject then re-entered the store with Dupree, who had allegedly grabbed the employee and his phone and then was involved in a physical altercation with the employee before leaving. The Titans said in a statement that they are aware of the situation and are gathering additional information. The Raptors have won three straight to get back to 500, and it's all thanks to future all-star Fred Van Vliet.
3: The Fred VanVleet guy is pretty good. I'm Sean Woodley here from Locked On Raptors to break down the Toronto Raptors' 129-104 win over the San Antonio Spurs on Tuesday night in Toronto to move back to 500 at 17-17. First time they've been at 520 games time. And the takeaway from this one is that Fred VanVleet continues to put in a very legitimate, all-star worthy season for this Toronto Raptors team with 33 points in this one in just three quarters money. He did not have to play the fourth because the Raptors ran the Spurs off the floor. But in those three quarters, he had 33 points. And now he is over 30 points in four of his last five games, averaging 31.4 a game in that time. And he just continues to be an incredible player for this Raptors team. And the terrifying thing for everybody else is that Van Vliet is only getting better now that the Raptors have achieved full health. He doesn't have to create every time down the floor anymore. He's always been at his best when he's off the ball leveraging his own spacing and shooting ability and now he's getting to do that with Pascal Siakam playing out of his mind as a playmaker Scotty Barnes had eight assists tonight and continues to get a lot of responsibility with the ball in his hands. Those guys are essentially the backup point guards right now and they're setting Van Vliet up when they play with him as well. So it's not just his on-ball craft that is getting Them there. He is now doing it with his off ball threat and space and the sort of leverage and gravity that he provides the Raptors on the perimeter. It's a really, really good time for the Raptors right now. They've now won three in a row. And if you take out the two games they played last week where they were completely COVID stricken, they're eight and two in their last real and last 10 real NBA games.
1: And the Bruins got their third straight win this time over
3: the Devils.
1: My, my putty impression needs work. Shout out to the Seinfeld heads.
2: Make it three in a row for the Boston Bruins after they defeated the New Jersey Devils by a score of five to three here on Tuesday evening. This is Ian McLaren, host of Locked On Boston Bruins, and the big story in this one was David Pasternak with a late third period goal, ending a lengthy goal drought dating back to the month of November lifting the Boston Bruins to win and extending their perfect win streak here in 2022 to three games. Earlier in the day, Jake DeBrusk was placed in COVID-19 protocols, Oscar Steen came in the lineup and played well once again, and uh, the Bruins again, backed by Linus Allmark getting the victory over New Jersey. They had the lead four times in this one. Uh, one goal leads, allow the Devils to tie things up on three separate occasions until David Postrak's goal, which uh, an exclamation point was put on by Brandon Carlo uh, very late in the third period to make it 5-3. to three.
1: That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.eg your number one spot for all your football action this season. Remember that tear that the Raptors have been on for three straight games? BetOnline doesn't buy it as Toronto takes on Milwaukee tonight. BetOnline.ag favors the Bucks by seven and a half. An excellent SCC battle on the hardwood is on tap as Alabama travels to Florida. BetOnline.ag likes this home Gators team, favoring them by a point and a half. And how about an NFL futures bet? Here are the BetOnline.ag line odds for coach of the year. Zach Taylor plus 140. Matt LaFleur plus 165. He should be the favorite. Mike Vrabel at plus 200. Bill Belichick at plus 1,800. Nick Sirianni, 22 to 1. Mike McCarthy, 50 to 1. For all your gambling needs, betonline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus.
4: Here is another story you need to know.
1: Imagine telling Eagles fans back in August that heading into week 18, They would already know they are in the playoffs. That is exactly the situation where Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurd currently find themselves in Philadelphia. Joining me now from Locked On Eagles, Gino Camilleri. And Gino, this is something that I don't think a lot of fans, even in Philadelphia, predicted would happen. And it seems like this Philly team is a little bit ahead of schedule here.
4: If you listen to Lou and I on Locked On Eagles, we had said from the start, right where Vegas had them pegged, around six and a half games, we figured they would be a six to seven win team, a team that does have a better roster than a full, I would say, rebuilding organization. But it looks like right now, this rebuild is much quicker on schedule than most people had expected. And the first two individuals that you mentioned to intro this segment, it comes down to Nick Sariani and it comes down to Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, we don't know if he's going to be the franchise guy, but he's at least gotten 2022 to prove himself again because he just led a team to the playoffs in his first year as the starter. And then Nick Sirianni, coming off of the worst season the Eagles have had this decade, turns this team around and brings them to the playoffs in his first season. So above anything else, you have to go to the top. And I would say the culture that Nick Sirianni brought in was one that they weren't going to listen to the narratives. They weren't going to listen to the people that said they were a a bottom five team that would be picking in the first five of the draft, which some people had thought. But here they are now being able to rest their starters in a week where they do have a lot of people going on the COVID IR. Things just kind of played out into their hand that they now can let the board play out and see who they have to play in two weeks and, maybe as a 7th seed, potentially a 6th seed if some things go differently with San Francisco and uh, New Orleans, who still has a chance to get in. But right now it's looking that they're going to go on the road against a guy like Kyler Murray or Matthew Stafford or Dak Prescott or even Tom Brady, and that's going to be a tough task. But to say, like you said, in August that they would be in this position, I would have not believed you, to be honest with you. And somebody who studied this team, I thought with the trench play that they had, that they could be a 6-7, to maybe an 8-win team, but with the potential to win 10 games and a team in Dallas who was a Super Bowl contender, if you could have one less loss than them going into this season, I think that's an even bigger win because you're right there in the division. The expectations are there for you next year coming back with the same quarterback, the same head coach. Now we know what the floor is for this team, and I can't wait to see what the ceiling is because I don't think – this organization under Nick and Jalen has even played their best brand of football yet. They're getting better, but still not there yet. Still a week to get ready for this playoff game. And it's going to be a tough task for whoever they play.
1: And they're going to have multiple first round picks with which to do mm-hmm. it. Is is the plan this week to rest the guys? And, and if it is, do you think that's the right move for a, a pretty young team in general um, as we head to the playoffs?
4: I think if you step back and look at that type of move, the teams that make that move are a team that believe they have a chance going into that playoff game. And I looked to a couple seasons ago when they went on that playoff run, when they went to the Super Bowl, they had that ability to rest their starters going into that final game. They were able to get the guys back, the ones that were healthy, ready for Atlanta, and then they go on that stretch. I think here if you put – All of your guys out on this field, fully healthy, your offensive line, your quarterback, who still is dealing with a high ankle sprain, give the time to get back healthy. And especially now with the COVID bug that has bit them. I mean, they had 12 to 14 guys go on there within the last 48 hours. So they got to rest up. They have to get right. And I think resting them, especially in a game where it doesn't matter if they were to win or even if they were to lose, more things have to happen. With uh, with uh, New Orleans, things have to happen outside of the organization. Control what you could control. And if you believe that your team, now with those three first-round picks, which one is a guaranteed quote-unquote lottery pick with Miami so far, potentially another one with the Colts, it doesn't really matter where you go. If you go from the low 20s to the high 20s, say you go on a little bit of a run, uh, this team is playing with the casino's money, as I like to say. They have the house money. They're going to let it ride, and they're going to put all the chips on the table to get ready for that wild card weekend.
1: Coming up, where do the Cleveland Browns go from here? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I had one today. No kidding. I almost had two. And then I was just like, okay, you got you to gotta chill out. And not because they're bad for you. That's the best thing about this. I could have had two and, and not felt guilty at all. It was more about making sure my supply was in order because I have finite built bars. Sure, I can order more, but then I have to order more. These things are so delicious. And again, you don't feel bad about having, let's say, a second one because low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, but high in protein and high in fiber. And and what more do you want? What more do you want from food? And the cool thing is they have these built bites. That was why I was almost like, oh, let me have more because these bites are smaller. It is just it's two or three bites and they come in great flavors. I got coconut almond. I got double chocolate and they are so good. They might as well be candy, but they're not. They taste like candy, but they are actually good for your body. Go to built.com and use the promo code lox 15 to get 15% off. That's promo code lox 15 to get 15% off at built.com.
2: Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day.
1: Kevin Stefanski confirmed that although the Browns will technically play week 18 with nothing else to play for, Baker Mayfield will not be out there. His season is over because of myriad injuries and he will need offseason surgery. Joining me now from Locked on Browns, Jeff Lloyd and Jeff. There have been questions all season long about Baker Mayfield. If it were me, I'd have a major problem giving this guy, I don't know, $135 million. What is the thought process in Cleveland when it comes to the quarterback position?
5: Well, this is where it really gets difficult. I mean, there's no way around this. You know, has Baker Mayfield had a successful season? No, he has not. Um, Is Baker Mayfield been injured this year? Yes, he has. And to be fair the only person that knows how much impact the injury has had on his game is baker mayfield and look no player is ever going to give you the honest opinion especially when you're in a contractual situation that baker mayfield is um would he is he going to get an extension this offseason no uh and we've talked about this before peter baker probably not going to be comfortable with a number the browns would offer the browns certainly aren't going to be anywhere near a number that baker mayfield would be comfortable with but it's really difficult. And the, the thing for me that's been frustrating that's gone on this year, though, is everything is based on this year. You know, Baker Bay, Mayfield had a fantastic close to the 2020 season, and it wasn't just the playoffs. It was, you know, second half of the season. Um, everybody talks about four years in the NFL. He had a really, really good rookie year. It seems like nobody wants to remember that. It's one of these things where even years, he's been good. Odd years, not so much. Um, but you're <laughs> definitely in a conundrum right here For if you're the Browns. Uh, you know, where do you go as far as the future of your franchise? Um, and everybody that's so quick to move Baker Mayfield out of town. What do you think the street worth is for Baker Mayfield right now? I mean, you're basically, you know, I, I don't think a lot of teams are going to come running. Um, and the, there's a couple thought processes here. A number one, he's about to go under the knife. They're looking at a six month turnaround, which means you get your first look at Baker Mayfield late in maybe May, maybe that last OTA before training camp, as far as getting him on the field in some capacity, maybe won't even be hundred percent right there. By then, it's a really, really difficult situation. Do the Browns need to bring in a competitive option, not named Case Keenum? Yes, but where exactly is that guy? The Browns are going to have a boatload of money invested into Baker Mayfield as they've already picked up his fifth-year option. So, you you know, these other names, you know, oh, Derek Carr. Are we sure with the Raiders about to make the playoffs that Derek Carr might not be the quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders next season? Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, uh, you know, where's – that gonna work how would that work out and seattle if you move on from russell wilson you know how are you repairing maybe what else is wrong with your team because you don't you know have first round picks because you traded for jamal adams it's a really difficult situation for the browns and, and it's i i it, nobody wanted it to get here especially off the high of 2020 Uh um, hope he's, you hope i don't see how he's not the quarterback um just because I don't know where the realistic option comes from. I mean, yeah, Deshaun Watson's a great player, but, I mean, we're talking about, you know, there's a lot of red tape there before you even talk about him getting possibly traded. Um, tough situation for the player, certainly a tough situation for the franchise, um, and with everything that was, you know, thought was going to be this year in Cleveland. Um, look, there's been many things that went wrong, but, you know, the top of the list for everybody is going to probably be that the quarterback played just certainly wasn't anywhere near what they were hoping for after what he did in 2020.
1: All right, let me give you three options here. You could go big with a veteran guy who knows the system. The Jimmy Garoppolo's of the world, the Kirk Cousinses of the world, assuming those guys are available. Let's eliminate for the moment the Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson part of this. You could go veteran reclamation, uh, something in that Marcus Mariota genre, or might I interest you in a little-used a soon-to-be third-year former first-round pick who knows the system up in Green Bay with Jordan Love. If you're going to have those three options, what is most palatable to you, Jeff Lloyd? But see, the Browns are still going to be in the same situation next year. So if
5: you just say Jordan Love and you're going to bring him in, well, we don't know what Jordan Love is yet. So for the Browns, how is right. that How is that upgrading the quarterback room? And it's not a knock on Jordan Love. We just don't have a book on Jordan Love yet. Uh, you're going to, Jimmy Garoppolo, for me, seems to be the name that's going to work. Kirk Cousins, I just don't know if that arm's gonna play better outside of the friendly confines of a dome in Minnesota. And you know, so that's a question there. You know, the Marcus Mariotas of the world, yeah, he's athletic, but really hasn't thrown a football in a few seasons. Jimmy Garoppolo for me kind of seems to be the one that might fit here. Um, the Niners, I don't know why it took them so long to, you know, and hopefully they'll continue this for this week, realizing that their future is Trey Lance, not Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it most likely is probably going to. Jimmy Garoppolo for me is the one that seems to make the most sense. There's times where Jimmy Garoppolo's really good, and he certainly has his brain farts that Baker Mayfield does as well. Um, but look, guy played in a Super Bowl, got to a Super Bowl. This is something this team has aspirations to do. Um, and we'll see how some people look at the Brown situation and say, yeah, if I go there, am I getting this legitimate shot that I think I might be getting? So it's going to be difficult how it works out. But yeah, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo seems to be the one that maybe makes the most sense. Jordan Love would be interesting. Uh, I'm
1: not saying but he'd be cheaper. He'd be cheaper than Jimmy G.
5: There's no, no there's no question. But I mean, you know, if Baker's not playing well and you throw in Jordan Love and you, you see him for 2 or 3 weeks and say, "Oh, well, maybe this guy's not really not really the deal," so to speak. I mean, you know, he's he certainly haven't upgraded I mean, if anything, we're not even sure if that's like, you know, a a side improvement, you know, moving side to side laterally because you just haven't seen enough of Jordan Love. And we've seen times where Baker Mayfield was really good in this league. It's going to be interesting. They absolutely have to do something. There's so much invested into this window. And it's just, again, it's a really tough situation because one year ago today, this Cleveland Browns franchise, the one thing they were pretty damn confident in was their quarterback on the offensive side of the ball. And now here it is. It almost seems... a. Complete 180 one year later. Wow! Well, wow! Whatever we kind of did down the stretch defensively, whoever many guys we were missing, we were able to play really, really well. And now on the offensive side of the ball, we have no faith in our wide receivers. Our tight ends have not done anything that we thought that was going to come close to the production we were going to get out all that was invested into it. And we have a really, really good running back um, who was, you know, obviously you know banged up last night. And for me, the weirdest thing, and I think it's maybe because they were chasing down hopefully the potential of a winning season. Was if Baker Mayfield's not going to play week 18, what did he play week 17 for? Because either way, the Browns were going to the playoffs. But I think maybe they were trying to hope for and possibly find a way to get a winning record. So it would have been, you know, 11 wins in year one, nine wins in year two.
1: And finally, the Washington football team will try its most daring stunt yet. They will try to upstage the Super Bowl as they announced the new nickname of their team on February 2nd, 2022, as announced Tuesday morning. Per team president Jason Wright, you can already mark one name off the list, Red Wolves. We don't want to go down a route that could be dotted with legal hurdles, Wright said in his president's brief. Good to see Washington doing all it can to avoid legal hurdles in this one. A team that is enveloped in controversy and just had their stadium quite literally collapse on the opposing quarterback as he's trying to exit the stadium Oof! Jacksonville not the only clown show in the NFL coming up Thursday we'll get you set for the final week of the NFL regular season yes it's finally here so at least until tomorrow stay locked
3: on today